Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. Hey, pal. Here we are. What's going on? This is our first episode powered by Manscaped. That's right. The 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 cleanest way to clean your junk. I like the idea of us uh, starting this off with an ad when we know that we put an ad before. The yeah, well, we're just giving you a little tease here, you know, that uh, we, we got some uh, some smooth members here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just a little tease for the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and if you uh, e-transfer us a certain amount of money, maybe you can get a little more acquainted. Oh, <laughs> you're trying to take away the money from Manscaped. No, not at all. Oh, you want them to use our discount code? Boom yeah, use as that. As well as then e-transfer. Then they can join our OnlyFans. We're starting an OnlyFans. Well, now that we've got such clean, smooth uh, junk. We could get completely Halloween based OnlyFans. Uh, it's uh, well, I guess, yeah, we're, we're, you could you could shave a jack o' lantern into your bush. Well, as long as we're helping each other out, I guess that's true. Yeah, <laughs> just don't put a candle in it. <laughs> I guess so. What a, what a, what a start, too. Yeah, I love it. Manscaped is gonna be so happy with us, mm-hmm. and that's what we have dedicated our podcast to now yeah. is just making sure that manscaped is happy every single episode i'm fine with that yeah we just please renew the contract <laughs> i just we need this to carry through mm-hmm. yes yeah. i i mean like if they're excited about our november pitches mm-hmm. movember our movember well we're gonna have we to get... talk about movember at all for the ad well this was october it's different no, now it's going to be in November. That's no, true. This is November. That's true. That's true. We didn't talk about November once for well, it. I don't know if people are going to be wanting to, you know, go downstairs and then come up top with it. Yeah, mustache it. I guess that's true. You I, know? I think we miss a huge opportunity here. Yeah, if you don't mind pubes on your lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to rectify it right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is the that was that was our official November yeah, so, uh, segment. Yeah. We're sorry that we didn't say it in the official ad, but unofficially we're saying it's November. Uh, you can get a, a Manscaped uh, the lawnmower, and you can use it on your face if you really want to. You know, keep that mustache clean and straight, or whatever, or crooked and uh, whatever. I'm worried that this whole episode's gonna be an ad. <laughs> yeah. But we, we got to steer away from it. Okay. Here's why. Uh-huh. Because we have some more exciting stuff here. Oh. We have a guest today. We have actor. We have writer. We have comedian. We have the legendary Ebony Rosen here. Hello. What an intro. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, this is a thrill. It's a goddamn thrill, frankly. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, you're a uh, uh, creator of uh, New Eden on Crave. Indeed. I've, I've watched it all. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Founding member of uh, Picnic Face as well. Um, amazing. Mm-hmm. Way back. Yeah. Shaped, yeah. shaped us comedians. <laughs> oh, well, 
I mean, not as well as Manscaped products can. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's but true. As much as uh, my young mind could, I'm thrilled to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's two things that shaped us here at Spoon. Yeah, a picnic yeah. face and Manscaped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how have you been doing uh, during uh, all of these uh, weird times right now? Because we're still uh, here in uh, we went back to more quarantine. Did you just say you hear we're still in quarantine? Did you hear about this? <laughs> What? This nope. I didn't I know. I gotta stop licking the subway. I went right back to it. <laughs> I missed it. Um, it's weird. It's weird how long. It's weird how normal it's become. I think that's the conversation now. Right. Mm. Right. We yeah. talked for the first like five months about how weird it was, and then we had some summer, and then now we can talk about how normal or how weird it is that it seems normal. Yeah. 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 I think I think I'm just used to it. Me too, which is disturbing. Although I think the winter is going to really do a number on all this. Because I, I think agree. the summer really helped being able to like go out and see people outside. <laughs> these, We're uh, all about to lose our shit. <laughs> these uh, auditions have gotten so much better. You don't have to oh, do the house anymore. Yeah. yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Yes. But oddly humiliating also still, as all auditions always are and never yeah. have not been. There's a new kind of level of humiliation on Zoom, I find. Yeah. The ones where you can self-tape fine, but the ones where you have to like you have to do something real big on Zoom while a bunch of people are on mute, and then there's a short pause, and someone goes, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> that doesn't feel good. Uh-huh. But so, yeah. instead of now, because before you had to like do you'd bomb an audition and you'd take that long like ride home mm-hmm. or whatever, and that's all you had to think about the whole time. Now it's really you- riding that King Street car. Yeah. Now yeah. you can just go to bed. That's true. You can go, you can get right back in bed yeah. in whatever kind of suit top and still sweatpants bottom you're already wearing. Yeah, yeah. you can just take, roll right in. You can take half a bottle of NyQuil and just crawl into and the it. sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a day. Yeah. I love it. Um, you, you also do uh, so much uh, voice work as well. Um, That's true. An, an incredible voice artist, which is are uh, kind of like becoming Canada's main form during this right now. Yeah, you can really make cartoons right now. As it turns out, that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, but although even those have slowed down, I find. But yeah, certainly those are still kind of ongoing where everything else is yeah. being shot. I feel like I haven't been to set, but my friends who tell me they have say it's like just the last act of E.T. Like, it's yeah. just scary and everyone's kind of chasing you in a hazmat suit. It doesn't seem fun. Um, so, yeah, animation's easy that way. Yeah, well, I heard they, they don't have to distance the cartoon characters, right? Yeah, the cartoon characters can really kiss, which is what the yeah. kids want to see. That's what they want to see. They just want to see <laughs> cartoons making out. Yeah. The only place you can get it now is That's on the true. cartoons. Yes, exactly. Your OnlyFans and the cartoons is the yeah. only place you can really see the content we want. Yeah, yeah that's right. Quarantine. Maybe maybe Manscaped will help us produce a cartoon for our OnlyFans. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Crossover hit. That's, that's an idea. That's an idea. Just cartoons shaving their junk. <laughs> really up close. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Lawnmower 3.0 has that light so you can see everything. That's what a great, that was really, <laughs> I loved how you plugged that in. That was really smooth. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I did voice how I was worried about it being an ad just throughout the whole episode. Yeah. Well, but here we know, are. Here we are. <laughs> Listen, 
I, my, my partner's James Hartnett. He also, I know he's been a guest of yours. He also has a podcast. They're also doing some deals with Manscaped. So let me tell you, I'm hearing a lot about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over my bathroom. Fair the enough. products, not the gross <laughs> stuff because of how right. well the products work. I guess right. I don't really get it. <laughs> well you see it's an electric trimmer and it okay. uh, it cuts the the pubes off of the downstairs bits go on and there's a battery and that charges it and that's how it works okay and some kind of light mm-hmm. yeah and there's a light too and it comes with a newspaper to put on <laughs> yeah. the floor yeah they, oh, hey, they have their own proprietary newspaper that you can uh, drop bits on that's cool Mm-hmm. Or you they're could, all, they're all probably... from the day the stark market crashed in 1929 yeah <laughs> you could probably wrap some fish in it too like an old chip stand uh, that's nice uh, you got to choose one or the other oh, I, okay. I don't want you to do both <laughs> both both's a real nightmare yeah mm. well if you're gonna do both start with the fish I suppose, yeah. but then it's greasy when you're it's on your floor. Yeah, that's true. That's better. That's right. better than the alternative. Code. All right. It, it is. Start, <laughs> start with the trim then. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 All right. uh, Back to you, Ebony. OK. <laughs> uh, you're, you're so successful in all of these avenues. I want to um, hear about how you got started into the world of entertainment. Oh, well, thank you for asking. Certainly, uh, Pigney Face was kind of the start for me. We started doing weekly live shows. Picnic Face, for those that don't know, was a sketch troupe. I was in um, 8,000 years ago um, <laughs> in the early early 2010s uh, and before. Um, it started in Halifax and we did a weekly sketch show. And then we got one glorious season of TV, which let me tell you is how it works in Canada, kids. Uh, <laughs> and we made, uh, yeah, for that was for when Comedy Network still existed. Time well wasted. If anyone's mm-hmm. old yep. enough to remember. Oh, Comedy yeah. <laughs> assume a lot of your listeners are under eight years old. So <laughs> yeah, all, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> a lot of junk content we yeah. put into them. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we moved, I moved he- back here. I grew up in Toronto, but I moved back here from Halifax uh, after we made that first season and stayed here when we didn't make any more. <laughs> um, and I started doing live comedy here, which I had been doing in Halifax uh, and then started getting into writing, uh, which is my main bread and butter, really uh, writing for TV. And then um, started doing voice work, I mean, Sometimes it's hard to actually pinpoint any moment when you're like, and that's when I made it, sort of. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but things, you know, I was lucky to have a TV show when I was like 22, even if it got swiftly canceled, because from there I was able to kind of mm-hmm. le- rest on those laurels for a while. <laughs> so that's how it's done. <laughs> yeah, I think like the thing about Picnic Face, though, even though it went one season, it had uh, it had legs because of, I think, when it came out being in such like a almost that YouTube era of like it kicking off. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that really uh spun it and got it around the youtube of it all was huge for that for for us i think uh and some of the viral videos that we had before we had the uh show i think we wouldn't have had the show otherwise uh so that was yeah it it was definitely like it was of a time and it was good Mm -hmm. to be of that time in that time Mm -hmm. yeah classic sentence and now uh, with uh, New Eden is very like fitting for the time too. You're uh, you have this mockumentary show um, that 
uh, is extremely good and extremely it, it goes along with what everyone loves, but has its own originality to it as well. Um, what made you uh, want to uh, create this? Well, so I co-created that show with uh, with my best friend, Kayla Lorette. Uh, and we have been, who is just a brilliant improviser and performer and writer and everything. She's Kayla's sweetheart. And um, <laughs> we had been such good friends for so long and had barely ever done anything together on stage. We like we basically played catch together at Comedy Barn and, not, <laughs> and had only been admirers of each other's work. And then we started doing an improv show together called Network Notes, um, which we were doing at Bad Dog, which was um, very stupid, uh, where we would kind of dress up. We had quite elaborate wigs, really sunk a lot into our wig budget for this improv show. I, I know all the improvisers who are listening have done that, so you know what I mean. Uh, and we um, <laughs> would play these kind of like drag and network, like network ladies uh, and have improvisers come in and pitch a fictional movie based on an audience suggestion and then just note it to hell and make them do it all over again. Uh, and this was a very fun show. And I was hooked up with a produ our producer, Carrie Mudd, from having written on um, Unusually Thick, uh, rest in peace, which was Alan Thicke's reality show. <laughs> so she and I were talking about maybe finding a different avenue for a project together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, you know, she was like, oh, I want to do network notes. And the three of us sat down and tried to figure out how we could possibly make that a show. And we couldn't. Uh, it was improv, improv forever. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Kayla and I went back to the drawing board um, and, you know, had both the first season of New Eden is about uh, an all female cult in the 70s. Uh, it doesn't start as a cult. It starts as an all-female commune. Uh, but then our two characters who have a very dysfunctional relationship kind of emerge as kind of the, the, the spectrum of personality traits that a would-be cult leader would have and someone mm -hmm. dies and things go badly. Um, so we, were, we wanted to explore the themes of female relationships and how complicated those can be. And we were both quite obsessed with cults, as so many are. Um, and true crime, and we were trying to find a way to balance all these things. And of, over just months of talking, uh, the, the story of New Eden emerged. And one voluntary work trip to Ottawa that we took. Uh, and that's, and somehow we got a pilot out of that uh, <laughs> effort. And um, just kind of snowballed from there. Amazing. And uh, to uh, drift us off into a uh, spookier note here as well with that. Um, we got to know, do you believe in ghosts? I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. I mean, I've not, I've not had one of those very like awesome experiences that people talk about when they're like, and I, and then she told me there was a fire and I was saved. I don't have this story, but I think that, I think that we're too arrogant if we think that there aren't, that that isn't a possibility. And mm. people have had too many encounters. People who seem not like liars have had too many encounters for me to think that there's just <laughs> nothing out there. Right. Yeah. Have you, you haven't had a paranormal experience before or? I don't think so. Probably I'm going to get off this podcast and then be like, oh, right. That time when I was eight, when I saw <laughs> Abraham Lincoln or whatever. But at the <laughs> moment, I don't think I've had any. Um, but I feel like I've definitely been in places that felt a bit spooky and haunted, but felt like they were, I don't think I've ever dealt with like a poltergeist. I think if I've dealt with ghosts, they've been like pretty chill. Right. And just, I'm here. Yeah. They're just watching. Yeah. Like a bunch of perverts. <laughs> yeah. That's my, my hot take, I guess. I don't think ghosts are like evil, but I do think they're sick perverts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why they stay behind. Yeah. In our world. Yeah. A bunch of losers. That's what I've been a saying. Lot. 
<laughs> yeah, Damien has a theory that ghosts are just losers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they couldn't get like... <laughs> couldn't get shit done here. Now they just hang around whining about it. Yeah, so that would really take the scares out of a lot of kind of ghost ghost forward horror movies. Well, that's <laughs> what I feel most of them are. Like, what do they do? They come in, they open your cabinets, they turn your lights on and off. You're right. They, they howl and moan. <sighs> Shut and up. Some of them get. <laughs> Some of them get pretty violent, Damien. Yeah, but I think people who are violent to other people like that are losers. Hey, good point. There you go. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, if you're going to come in somebody's house and then, you know, like mess around and then try and hurt them, you're a loser. <laughs> I feel like my favorite ghost movie is like Lady in Black, and I feel like imagining that she's just a big loser standing in that field staring at him that whole time. It's very funny. <laughs> but what a what a tool. Yeah. But where's your husband? You know? <laughs> uh, do you feel like um that you're you like you grew up with like a family that believed in ghosts? Hmm. Great question. I don't feel like I grew up with a family that was like that didn't like I didn't have an intense right. religious upbringing of any kind. Like we're, we're pretty Jewish, but my dad's like a groovy wasp and my parents are both hippies. So there was nothing in my upbringing that was like, don't speak of the ghosts. That's not our way. It was <laughs> yeah. just more like, they were like, they also had, my parents had me quite late. Like they had me in their forties. So I feel like they were also quite practical by the time I was the kid. Like they were already <laughs> in their fifties. They were like, you're fine. Go back to sleep. It's yeah. fine. So I feel yeah. like there was no discouragement in any kind of intense way about ghosts, but yeah. also they weren't like telling me at night that there were definitely ghosts in my room. <laughs> really good. good night, sweetie. Don't let the ghosts come and get you. They're definitely here watching you. They love to watch. Just remember they're losers. Good night. And ghosts, no touching. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm always interested to see, because I don't know if like... Um, what uh, like family's belief in the thing uh, reflects on people in the future or mm. like when you grow up, you know, Well, my family, I know, kind of believed stuff. Yeah, and I think they're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> if they're listening right now. Oh, you people make me sick. I'm starting to think we took this ride with Damien and now like just everyone's a loser to him. Yeah, he's really taken a bully stance on yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have to now. It's just, you know. What else am I going to do now? So many other things. There's got to be another way, man. <laughs> well, we're not talking about today's sponsor, and that's just making me mad. Yeah. Well, right. it, no. it feels like uh, that uh, Toronto story of like uh, the chainsaw, the two guys coming to chainsaws and like breaking up the party and like destroying the uh, DJ equipment. And we were like, oh, my God, like these two people are going around with chainsaws. And then you get the next part of the story. And it was like that it was an anti mask party and they were pissed about that. And now I don't know what to feel about the whole situation. I, I still don't know if going with chainsaws is the well, best that's way. Why I don't know what to feel. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised, Damien, that you, the bully of the group, is going mm. anti-chainsaws. That's actually, that's a sidestep for you, I would well, say, from what I've learned so far. Hey, I'm an emotional bully, not a physical one. That's all I'm saying. That's beautiful. Yeah, so what they should have done <laughs> is got their own DJ equipment and berated them with it. That's, you know what, they should have just played their music louder. Yeah, I like a passive-aggressive bully in this situation. Mm-hmm. Not a chainsaw-aggressive bully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's I think you can be very, very much pro mask and understand that COVID is real and also go 
don't bring a chainsaw outside. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they go hand in hand. Well, I, I would say yeah. chainsaws belong outside, to be honest. I'm so sorry. You're right. I, I picked the wrong kind of <laughs> adage. Let's not put that on a T-shirt. I'd like to workshop it a little more, but I think we know what I'm getting at. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I have uh, the scariest <laughs> would you rather's here. <gasps> I love these. Bud, BuzzFeed thinks that these are the scariest ones possible. Uh, you hear that, BuzzFeed? We're plugging you. Mm-hmm. Not a sponsor. But they could be liked Manscaped. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some people know how to treat people right, like Manscaped does. BuzzFeed, I'm not so sure yet. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, here's the would you rather. Bully them into it. Perfect. <laughs> uh, On brand. <laughs> Ebony, would you rather walk barefoot across a path of worms? Yeah. Or walk barefoot across a path of frogs? Worms. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're squishing worms, you don't really think about it, but the frogs will make you think about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I like frogs. I don't, I don't relish the idea. And also, I feel like there's a way if you stepped really gingerly, I think worms are like pretty resilient. Like they can yeah. kind of stretch out in the middle. I think you could probably avoid killing too many worms by doing that. You're going to kill some frogs and you're going to feel dark about it. And they're and also- all going to be like riveting and upset. The worms can't talk. And frogs have bones. Yes, which you will feel crunching yeah, under your feet. Which yeah, is I also think that's horrible. like a non-starter. Yeah. I remember uh, working at this uh, restaurant. It's a little different than this, but not much. <laughs> I, and everyone was stomping on frogs. <laughs> no, it's a vegan restaurant, and the server was taking, oh, taking the this. food, and there was a bird on the patio, and she accidentally s- stepped full on the bird full force while bringing the food to a table in the middle of the vegan restaurant and squished the bird. It was traumatizing. That Not for me, but server. It must have been it's very funny because that would have been traumatizing bird. in a steakhouse. Like that's so disturbing. <laughs> no, they don't care at the, they don't care at the steakhouse. They love to watch animals. They die. they want yeah. you to stop on birds yeah. there. Yeah. They wish they wish you slaughtered the cows at the table. Um <laughs> But it being a vegan restaurant really adds to how horrifying that story is. Yeah, it's just a little garnish on top. Yeah. <laughs> also, what the hell is that bird doing? Fly away. It's your <laughs> one window. Yeah, I, I don't know. You would think. But yeah. And then everyone like in the restaurant gets mad. Like, what do you mean they get mad? Well, they're like, oh, you squished that bird. Like she did it on purpose? Yeah. That's not kind. No, that's not kind at all. What are these people out of their minds? I've had them mad at me, too, because I had like a cup and a lid and there was like a wasp in the restaurant. And I like captured it in the cup and then let it loose. And they're like, why would you put it in the cup? (laughs) What? 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 (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I guess they traumatized the wasp. I guess. Is there anything? Is there any more humane way to deal with a wasp than capturing it alive in a cup and releasing it back into its own environment? I don't mm. think. You I don't think you can do better there. You can't win with these vegans. I'm telling you. Yeah, I yeah. believe that. Yeah. I do believe that. Yeah, maybe if they had a dang cheeseburger, they wouldn't be so irrational. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. he is. Billy's back. <laughs> Billy's back in town. Yeah, no. Well, I'm just saying, cheeseburgers are pretty good. <laughs> and, you'll feel, and you'll be nice and lethargic after not eating meat and dairy for so long. Give a shit about what the animals are doing. Just lie there. <laughs> exactly. 
He's like, I, I don't care. Get, get rid of, kill a wasp. I don't care. I can't. <laughs> but you got another one? I got another. All right, one let's here. let's hear I got it. another one. Uh, would you rather stand on an enclosed glass ledge outside of a hundredth floor of a skyscraper, or glass wigg- floor at the CN Tower? Go on. Mm-hmm. Or wiggle through a tunnel that is only large enough to fit your body. Ooh, glass! I'm going with the glass. Not even a question. Yeah, glass floor. No, but you're on the ledge outside. Enclosed. Enclosed. I think you can't get back in. No, it's enclosed. You're like, fine. You got to die out there? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you're just... <laughs> the a, choice a, is wiggle through something claustrophobic or die yeah. by starvation. <laughs> then I guess I'm going through the tube. But yeah. otherwise... In a glass coffin on top of a building. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's just like, are you afraid of heights or are you claustrophobic? I, for one, am claustrophobic, but fine with heights. Not no, to just, really make that unfun, but I think that's what they're asking. It's just saying stand in an enclosed glass ledge. Yeah, so you're that's just... Like. Yeah, you're not... It's not like living there for the next two days and then die from heat exposure and starvation. I, that one's fine. The tunnel, no, thank you. Yeah, the, I don't want to be. That that is scary. The tunnel's scary. Then again, uh, Bruce Willis did it to save Christmas. So I've always thought about that, and I know this is an unreasonable thing to say because I love Die Hard, and. Uh, I always felt like that was the moment in my head. I'm always like, that's the moment I couldn't do what he's doing as though all the other stuff he does in the movie would be a no problem for your old Mm -hmm. gal. It would. I'm not a cop. I don't know how to shoot a gun, Uh, but it's only that moment that I'm like, that's where I wouldn't be able to save Christmas. I can kill, you know, those crazy brothers and do all the other things, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one more here. Uh, would you rather pull back the blankets in your bed and find a doll you've never seen before? Oh. <laughs> or hug a clown? <laughs> <laughs> um, Re- remember, it's COVID. <laughs> oh, is the clown wearing a mask? No. Nope. Am I? No. <laughs> You're wearing a mask. The clown's wearing a mask of happiness. He's just wearing face paint and he, and he keeps saying to you, it's like a mask. Oh. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Does he have a big red MAGA nose? <laughs> that part I'll leave to your okay, imagination. Okay. I'll take the mystery doll. Mystery doll. It's tough because I feel like the implications of the mystery doll are like, if I can find out... Funnily enough, Kayla Lorette, who we mentioned, did once leave a mystery doll in my bed after she house sat for me. And then I came home and pulled back the sheets and there was a paper mache mystery doll in my bed. And I did <laughs> scream. And then it was very funny. But in that situation, I got the follow up pretty much right away. I knew where it had mm-hmm. come from. Yeah. In this other scenario, if there's a mystery doll in my bed and I don't know how it's got there and James doesn't know and we never find out, I think I'm going to hug the clown. I mean, that's <laughs> that's got some long term repercussions in terms yeah. of a stalker or a ghost. Or something else. Whereas the yeah. clown is just a weird a man who's made a weird choice that you have to deal with briefly. I, I think that's better. <laughs> well, I think, you know, if it's just the doll and that's it, fine. I, I'll, you know what? Unexplained mysteries. But if I'm in a situation where I have to hug a clown, I don't know how, where my life has gone to. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want, I don't want a doll in my bed. 
And I don't want to not know too, because even, even if I do suspect that like one of my roommates put it there or whatever, it'll drive me crazy deciding which one it was. Mm. And then I'll probably ruin some relationships just obsessing about it. So I think hugging the clown is just less problems for me. I agree. I'm also imagining hugging the clown in public. Like I'm not imagining the boiler room from it. Like I'm imagining that like there's other people around. We're like at a fair or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel safer with that. Yeah, I, a secluded clown is something I don't know about. That's that. different. Yeah, actually, like if I have to go down a dark alley and see a clown, it's like okay, go hug him. Yeah, I don't know about that to- one. You have to crawl through a tube the size of your body (laughs) (laughs) to land in a doorless room with a clown. (laughs) And it's suspended over the city of Toronto in glass. Now I'm not in. All over the floor. (laughs) But on that note, we have a story to tell. We all drew positions beforehand. Avenue, do you want to reveal what you drew? I drew swing, baby. It's back. (laughs) <laughs> All right. No responsibility in the story. You can do whatever you want. Anything and everything, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I that seems broad, <laughs> but I'm excited. <laughs> um. All right, and Dan, uh, I drew the uh, celebrity. So this will give you four options, and you'll have to appear as that celebrity at some point in the story. Uh, your options are Britney Spears. <laughs> okay. Neil Armstrong, uh-huh. Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. and Fidel Castro. <laughs> All right. They're all so similar. Yeah. Very, yeah. 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 Boys, very similar. They're all four. Four really cool people. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go Neil Armstrong. Because no one knows what his voice sounds like. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks so good in the picture. Yeah, he's a real handsome man. Yeah. Yeah, he's an American hero, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Walked all over that thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that means, Cody, you got the narrator. So for that, we're going to go to can I get a.com for a location, a relationship, or a word. All right. I'll, uh, I'll go for a relationship. Uh, nurse and recovering patient. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. like that. It's like that book, The English Patient. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or uh, everyone's favorite Halloween read. <laughs> or, or like Patch Adams. Patch Adams. <laughs> yeah. Misery's kind of that. Yeah, yeah. I guess misery is kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. She makes him the patient first, but <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> He's quite fine before she comes along as his nurse, but you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. See, I can't remember. I mean, she was a nurse and he was recovering. So, right. yeah. But then she does do that thing to his feet. Yeah, she hobbles him. Yeah. Rough. Hmm. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Neil Armstrong just returned from the moon. It was a rough landing. He broke both of his legs. He was used to just floating around in gravity all the time. And he just didn't even know what to do when he just hit. Ah, geez, guys. I just got back from space and I forgot all about gravity. And now my legs are broken. Can somebody please 
help me out here. I, you know, you know listen, I, I walked all over the face of the moon. And let me tell you, it was pretty easy to do. They don't have hardly any gravity there. But now that I'm back here on Earth, that's all they got is gravity. And it's kind of bullshit, right? Uh, Mr. Armstrong, the vice president, and I completely understand the situation you're in. Gravity's a bitch to figure out. Yeah. I'd like to give you the best care that the American Secret Service can offer. Doubles, we're doubling it up with medical. I would prefer a, a doctor, to be honest. Yes, well, we couldn't get a doctor, but we do have her. The, the next best thing, uh, the best nurse we could find. She's oh. got a long uh, history. She's okay. worked at a lot of uh, institutions, asylums, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but she comes highly recommended. Uh, so, uh, yeah, wow. she's going to be taking care of you. Uh, her name's Nurse Scratchit. And she is a hit. She's a hit. She's, I mean, the list. She's got to read a resume. You flip. Can, can I read the resume? Oh, yeah. Here to go. Oh, wow. I have it here. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, yeah. this, this is keep very... it under the Declaration of Independence for safekeeping. Oh, wow. You have that. Okay, wow. Yeah, they said I could keep it in the Oval Office. I think that's bad for the paper, but they said it's cool. Mm. Well, you know what, Mr. President, I'm, I'm just so glad that you brought me in here. And, uh, you know, e even though that my legs are both broken and, um, you know, it's just an honor to be here. So thank you so much. And I, I can't wait to meet this nurse Scratchit, who's just going to get me back on my merry way and get me used to gravity all over again. Yep, she's going to teach you all about it, get you back on those two feet ears. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless America. Flash to an asylum. It looks abandoned. Lightning bolts striking around it as the ambulance brings Neil Armstrong to the gate. They just slide his uh, gurney off of the ambulance and it rolls to the front door where he sees a sign that is stapled to the uh, mailbox that says private care for Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Wow. A whole, <laughs> a whole hospital all to myself. It's a cardboard mailbox. That's how he was stapled. Huh. Cardboard mailbox. Huh? They put this mailbox up just for me, too. Well, you know what? The finest medical care in the world. You know what? I got to say, none of that socialist bullshit that they have in other countries. Hey, uh, Neil, you're going to be OK the rest of the way. Can we just leave you on the gurney? We got to drive to another. We got another stop. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't my legs don't work, but I, I suppose you could you could give me a stick and I could like like gondola myself into the hospital. Uh, you it's just that, you know, it's 5 p.m. I got a late shift. I haven't had coffee yet. We're so busy. Yeah. Could you just toss me like, you know, like a crutch or something? Oh, a crutch. Uh, I don't know. There's a pair of crutch right behind you. I can see them in the truck. Yeah, but sometimes when we have the crutches there, we're able to uh, park in the handicap space. And then my partner, Richard, over here just puts on the crutches and we crutch. We crutch in. You're an ambulance. It's a great bit that we do, though. Ah, you should see the way it cracks him up. Ah, me on crutches. It's crazy. <laughs> the Tell you what we're going to do, Neil. We're going to we're going to lock the gurney for you so you don't roll away in all this rain. And someone should be out in a minute to come right, get thanks. you. Ah? Right, thanks. Hey, before you guys leave. Can I see the crutch bit? He wants to see the crutch bit. He wants to see the crutch bit. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, don't... it's pretty good. You got yeah. it with me, David. It's pretty good. Okay, I'm just going to get these crutches here. and I. All right. Oh, no, my leg. 
Can you believe the way I'm hobbling around? It hurts. I, I, I heard it. And now I'm on crutches. Can you stand it? Oh, my goodness. You can tell. <laughs> You can tell Richard likes you because he did it in the rain for you. Wow. You know I what? don't usually do it at the rain. I mean, it's because it's a, it's involved. Fellas, I've been all over. I've been to the moon. I don't know if you guys knew that. I was I was in space. I walked on the moon, but I've seen nothing like that in my life. And you know what? I shouldn't be here. You should be here. You should be here at the president's behest because in the, uh, in I, the hospital. Well, you know, a private He's hospital just for you. Now? Uh, is this a threat? Um, Are you threatening me? Listen, I, we're not even going to put the brake on your gurney now. Uh, what? We're taking it uh, off. You, come I mean, in, you, you threaten us? I did my best bit for you. I trucked it out with these crutches, and the best you could do is threaten me. So you're going to put me in the hospital? American hero, my touch. Let's get out of here, David. <laughs> yeah, well, we're taking back that gold medal. Uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, the wheels. Uh, yeah, the gold medal you get for going to the moon. <laughs> no bronze for you. <laughs> I'm rolling away. Gravity has got me again. <laughs> and roll and roll, Neil did down the long winding road. <laughs> the sidewalks kept him winding along with it until finally he got put to a halt. Someone caught him. Why, that someone had a name tag that said Ratchet. Hello, Mr. Armstrong. I'm no scratchet. Uh, just gonna brush this leaf here off my name tag there. Oh, oh my goodness! I thought it said ratchet. I'm so sorry. Yeah, sometimes oh. gunk gets on it, but scratchet is my full mm. Christian last name. Full, oh, okay. Well, I've read your Christian resume. Christian first name is Caroline, but I prefer you call me No Scratchet. Okay. Oh, you read my resume. Good. I, I did, and I have to say, I, I was impressed. And um, I, I'm so thankful that you're going to help me get back up on my feet again. Yes, your feet. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have laughed like that. That probably was disconcerting for you. No, uh, no. Again, it, I've, of course, seen your resume, Mr. Armstrong. Very impressive. A lot of science stuff. Well, I, I went to the moon. Yeah, well, you know, you had to do all that science first. Oh, well, well, I didn't have to. They, you know. Okay. So you're saying you just, what, just being handsome? That's why they sent you up there? You didn't do any of the calculating? Uh, well, uh, you're not no. coming off great in this conversation, you know, I have to be honest with you. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been eaten and eaten up at me for, for years. I I don't know what the hell I'm doing here, okay? I, I mean, I didn't really go to school even. They, they just found me working at a cheeseburger joint next to NASA's headquarters. And they said, hey, you want to go to the moon? And I said, sure thing. Why not? I may as well. What do I got to lose? And then they threw me up in a rocket ship and pushed me out onto a big rock in space. And now I'm back here with broken legs. And I just don't know what to do anymore. Well, Neil, admitting it is the first step. Now we can begin your real mental rehabilitation. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to stop. It's a tickle. It's well, a tickle. I, I, I guess they say laughter is the best medicine, right? But I wouldn't know. I'm not really a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you've made that very clear, Neil. And you will be punished, or should I say, <laughs> rehabilitated for that mistake. For there are other medicines, Neil. I have plenty up at the big asylum that I will slowly push you up this hill to. Okay. Right. I got to talk to those paramedics. It's this is my it's murder on my back, but I guess you can't help. Come on. 
Uh, here we go. And up the winding road, Nurse Scratchit pushed Neil Armstrong. They passed by the coffee shop where the ambulance driver's doing the uh, crutches bit. <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> oh my God, that bit's hilarious. Free coffee for everyone. <laughs> sir, it's you, on, Dave. Sir, you can't give people free coffee. That's You can't do that. I'm the owner, damn it. Free coffee for Free coffee for everyone. I'm sorry. I thought we would do it a chance. <laughs> it's great. You know what? It's great. You already. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. It's, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And Nurse Scratchit kept on pushing and pushing and pushing up the winding road right to back to the front of the asylum. Oh, God. That is a, that was that was a push. I need some rehabilitation after that. <laughs> oh, not the kind I do about. I mean, what? it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, where is everybody? Uh, like, it just seems to be us here. Well, the president and I felt that your rehabilitation would be best suited to a private environment. Mm. What being the American hero that you are, Neil. Right. Okay, well, I, I mean, so I just guess... just you and me. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if that's what the president wanted. Yeah, that's what the president wanted. All right, well, I guess we should get he started. Called yeah. He called you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We chatted. What'd you talk cool. about? He's a cool guy. Well, mostly you. Oh. Now, you know, and kind of some of our plans for your rehabilitation. And then he asked about my sister... Because oh. she's she had a fall last year, but she's oh my okay. goodness, she's all right. Yeah, just you know, this, just the winters are getting tougher on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah the mm -hmm. and gravity. Yes, that seems to be a real hang-up for you. Let's go. To, let's go inside and discuss it, shall we? Okay. Perhaps I can put you in something that will help gravity become a little more clear. <laughs> all right, again. He gets hooked up to a harness uh, that's basically like a swing set that just moves him all the way up the stairs. <laughs> pretty cool, right? Wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah, my late husband installed that. He was super handy. Yeah, I, I don't know why I had to just strip down, so I'm just wearing this little diaper thing, though. It's a hospital, it... Neil. Oh, Come on. I, I guess that's true. You ever been to a hospital before? This is classic, classic hospital garb well, no this is my first time being sick ever oh interesting yeah neil and neil gets dropped off onto a uh, a dirty old bed that just has looks like throw up stains and blood and everything that you wouldn't want on an old sheet <laughs> and he sits there in his little diaper almost fully exposed to this grotesque piece of sheet. So I'm just going to go ahead and strap your face down onto this sheet. Wait, wait face down? <laughs> yes, that's step one D of the treatment. Step two is that you have to be attached to it. So don't you have clean sheets for me? I, I would prefer a clean sheet, honest, to be honest. I mean, I, well, I get it. We prefer a lot of things, Neil. We'd all prefer that our astronauts knew a bit of science, wouldn't we, Neil? But we can't well, always have what we want. She, she starts pushing his head closer and closer uh, towards the throw-up stain. Please don't. Uh, Smell that. Um, hey, give that a whiff. 
Oh. I'm going to strap your arms down now for the treatment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Classic broken leg treatment. <laughs> when his uh, arms get strapped down, they get strapped down to a uh, pole where his hands are forced to touch something that's just slightly wet on the metal pole. <laughs> I think there's something kind of wet, slightly damp, maybe a little sticky on this pole and i don't neil it's a hospital a lot of surfaces are slightly wet okay grow up <sighs> okay all right grow I'm up so... armstrong it's I'm probably so... just a little blood i'm sorry i you know what i should trust you you're a well-qualified nurse and listen i i've been having a hard time adjusting to earth life after you know I, i'm a moon man now and I just feel like a fish out of water and I'm so sorry that I've been causing you all this trouble. So please, I'll, I'll let you continue with your work. So strap me down all you need to. There, that's a good meal. Thank you. Usually people are much more upset by this part of the process. So I really appreciate that. Hmm. Thanks for, thanks for just taking it on the chin, man. Listen, I, I you know, I got to just trust the process. You know, that's what I've been doing my whole life and look where it got me to the moon and back. So right to the moon and back and yeah. right here into my special facility. Now I'm just going to warm up this cattle prod. What? What? You're going to warm up the what now? Oh, I just said I'm just going to quickly warm up this cattle prod. Cattle prod. Classic cattle prod. Right. And what what is the cattle prod for? It's for the treatment. You're going to use the cattle prod on me. Yeah, do you want to get better or not? Uh, I don't know if this is a good idea anymore. You know, it might be better if you got me off of this table and into a different hospital. That might be a good idea right now. You might want to. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I know this can be. You know what? I know I should have. I shouldn't have introduced the cattle prod first. That can really stress people out. I get it. Uh, you know what might help is if you just call me mother the whole time that I'm using it. What? That usually calms people right down. Mother. Just go ahead and call me mother, and I'm what? just gonna. Yeah, click in these last straps and oh. fire up the old kettle prod. Oh, <laughs> oh, mother! There we go. That's what I like. It uh, yeah. presses to his skin, revealing uh, the uh, Jollibee logo. <laughs> what? Is this a tattoo? <laughs> what? Um. Uh. Yes. You got a tattoo without telling mother? I just met you. Why did you get a tattoo without telling mother? I got it 10 years ago. You, I've just met well, you. Who's Jollibee? It's a fast food chain. Little Piggy likes a snack, huh? Yes, I do like a snack. Little, little Piggy likes a snack. Huh? Little Piggy likes snack snacks. Thank you very much. Oh, perhaps Little Piggy needs another snack while Little Piggy gets his treatment. Can I have a snack? Yeah, I'm going to make you eat a whole chocolate cake. Oh, and at first it'll seem fun, but then by the end, you're gonna beg mother for a little break, especially because you're gonna be face down on that puke sheet, so it's not as fun as it sounds. Oh, okay, well, I'll enjoy it for the first bit at least. Yeah, the first the first taste of the icing is pretty good, mm -hmm. but I used Splenda, oh. <laughs> sugar free bitch, you monster. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> He eats and eats the cake. Oh, this is not enjoyable at all. Thank mother for the cake or, or, or boy gets another prod. Thanks, I guess, mom. Mother. Mom's too informal. It makes me feel oh. it makes me blurs the lines of what we're doing here. Well, I thought, you know, that, you know, I, I'm in a diaper face down eating your cake that you worked so hard on. I, I thought maybe we were, you know, a little 
a little closer now than. Oh, man. I mean, none, none of my patients have ever called me mom before. That, you know, that makes me think less about shoving a cattle prod into your anal cavity where I force you to eat a disgusting cake. It makes me think more of chicken in after school or making you some cookies and milk with full sugar and, and you, know, you know, making sure that you did your math homework. I mean, it's just it's messing me all up, man. I don't, I don't know who I am if I'm mom. Well, listen, maybe, maybe you can help me finish my math homework. And I could finally <laughs> become a, a real scientist. I can finally stop torturing people for reasons that seem to have something to do with my childhood. Yeah. Stop blackmailing the president. I would really I'm get my life back on track. I'd really appreciate the, you know, not being tortured part too. Yeah, I get it. People don't love that as much as I think they will. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's try it. I All can right. turn my life around. I can be mom. You could. Let's try. Simple. Do some multiplication and I'm pour you a glass of milk. Right, and I guess okay. I'll be baby Neil. You really could have gone for anything there, and you went for baby Neil. Well, okay. I'm in a, I'm uh, okay. a giant mom and baby Neil. Sure, sure. And I'm and, and they say I'm not. I'm the one with the psychological problems. Okay. All right, baby Neil. <laughs> I'm strapped down in a diaper. What else am I going to be? All right. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to unstrap you. Will that help, baby Neil? All right. Then I'll be uh cool kid Neil. No. Well, okay. I guess I'll, Neil I'll, was an I'll, option, but I'm going to let you know what. I'm going to go get the milk while you just kind of brainstorm. Right. I'll, I'll get my I'll get my I'd text. I'd like to see you come back with something a little more confident than normal. You know, if all I'm right. going to be making all these changes. All right, I'm sorry, Mom. I'll get my textbook out. Okay, great. She leaves the room. Whispers begin to be heard behind the curtain next to the window. Hello? Over here. Who's there? Shy over here. Over. Oh, my God. Oh, if only my legs worked, I could get to the window. Why are you covered in cake? Ah, I had to eat a sugar-free cake. Yeah. M- mother made me. No, she's not. She's she's really nice. She's just misunderstood. No, she, no, no. She killed us for sure. There's like so many of us in here. Like she could have killed me and she didn't. She gave me a nice cake and now she's going to help me with my math homework and become a real scientist. You guys just don't understand. No, yeah. She gave me the whole I'm going to change speech. Yeah, Splenda in the cake. She said she did that to you guys too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it. She, Everything. Of it. Yeah. We've done so much cool on. We just didn't All have for nothing. Did. We didn't have the same tattoo as you. Oh. I like it though, cute. Joking. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, it's right? A logo, yeah. It is a cute logo. Time That's why I got it. Yeah. Listen, Will, will you guys help me get out of here then? Uh, I mean, we're ghosts, so. Yeah. So, we can ta- 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 so powers, but we can try. So, so is that a no or? Well, yeah? we can tip over the face next to your to bed. But that'll just alert her, and she'll come running in to see what's happening. Yeah, I guess we can't really do a lot. I suppose we could tip over a vase in another room. Yeah, that'd be very helpful. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Hey, can you tip over those moon boots off the table there? They they'll support my ankles, so I should be able to run out of here. Yeah, we can tip them. Just tip them over, and then I can I can flop over there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? We'll right, right. Moon okay. boots. Ready? Yeah. Three, two. Up. Uh. Whoops. Oh. 
Oh, you tipped them the wrong way. Now they're farther away. Yeah, we can only tip off a table oh, too. Damn it. Okay, well, well, thanks for nothing, guys. I'm gonna go get those boots. You go tip over that face and distract mother. Okay, yeah. I don't even know why we're helping. I could still hear you. Do you want okay? We could have opened that quiet, Listen, I'm sorry, guys. I I don't mean to fight with you. I'm just I'm just nervous, that's all. I, hey, we could uh, open a few cupboards in the kitchen. Yeah, that. I get, You know what? That that might help. I guess. Can I can I just say something before we go start slamming things around the house? Yeah. yeah. It just seems like you're the kind of person that gets angry, says something, and immediately apologizes. Kind of walks it back. Maybe you're if you right. stood up for yourself, you wouldn't be face down with broken ankles, strapped to a gurney, covered in vomit, and sugar free cake. Okay. Well, I think all. I think. I'm gonna go slam some cabinets like a good ghost. Wow. If that's okay with you, that ghost really knows how to cut to the cut to the quick. Well, yeah, of course. You know what? I've been a piece of shit. You know, in uh, nineteen uh, twelve, uh, she, she almost broke down. Scratch it. She almost broke down. Scratch it. She cut to the shit back then too, and almost broke down. Scratch wow. it. Almost had her in tears. It was big. It was really big. Yeah. And the back. Are you guys talking about me? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we I were. I thought we were gonna go do the cabinet thing. I had a pretty slick, slick exit there, but I guess you guys are still chatting about it. That's cool. Well, I was just hyping you up. I was talking yeah, about. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, you know man. when you when you almost made friend. Scratch it cry. Oh yeah, that ooh, 1912, great year. I gotta say that's a pretty cool story, and I really underestimated you. I'm so sorry. Listen, so I. I again, man. Stand up for yourself. Stop apologizing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know. Okay. You know what? I I will stand up for myself. You should, you should look. You should look us both dead in the eye and say "fuck you." Yeah, see how that goes. But yeah. you're helping me out. I, you want me to? I'm just saying. Right. I, I mean, that might get a lot of respect for yourself. You might get a lot of confidence, and then we'll we'll have respect for you. Oh, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll give it a try. Fuck you. We were helping you. But you told me to say that. Oh come on. Rude man. I don't know if we want to do this whole vase cupboard thing. Hey man, fuck you! You you told me to say that, oh, and fuck you too. You know, you know what? what? I respect it. Yeah, I respect it. What? He's standing up for himself. Yeah, that's great. Really? He that... passed the test. We, yeah. He was testing you by getting mad, but you passed the test. He stuck with Shit. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. second one was unprompted. That was really really commendable. That's where you really came into your own. Yeah, I just had a really hard day, and it took me a bit to get there. But I, you know what? I finally did it. So thank you. You're yeah. Yeah, okay, we're going to go slam those cupboards for you. Guys. Okay, thanks. You could, okay, tell I Scratch will. it what's what. All right. I'll wait. Scratch it. We're making music, man. Ooh. What's that? Neil, are you out of bed? Yes, I am. No, but you can't. You can't now. She's oh, you're upstairs. You told me to okay. give her what's what. Okay, I'll just you said right to, away you said to give her what's what. Covered up no, the, the stairs here and into Neil's start. room, and oh my God, how did you get free? Well, are mother, those moon boots? They are moon boots. They're supporting my ankles right now. I'm in intense pain, but I'm standing. So little baby Neil is standing up to mother. Yes, I'm big boy Neil now. <gasps> 
And after I was going to change for you and turn into mom and be so cool about stuff. Yes, I heard that you've tried that on people before. And look where it got them. Ghosts. This guy, right? Guys? Guys? Hey, Caroline, what's up? We we have to do... Sorry. Yeah, I mean, we weren't trying to scratch it. I'm sorry. We we thought that this one would work. Oh, you guys are... You guys are pussing out now. Back and forth, we usually have together. Well, Ugh. guys, we've been over this. Okay, just let me have one. Maybe I'll change finally. Okay, maybe we'll finally get to that Gilmore Girls rapport you're always pushing me towards. But you can't keep swooping in and cutting the legs out from under me at the last second. Hmm. Unbelievable. Wow, just like gravity swooped in and cut the legs out from me. You can come out now, Mr. President. <laughs> Neil, you finally figured it out. You solved your own problem. There's a huge team of <laughs> NASA scientists behind this curtain here. What? Nurse Scratchit really? was kind enough to play the role of the deranged asylum sort of mother figure to get you where we needed to get you, son. To get you to realize what gravity is really all about. Something that a trip to the moon couldn't teach you. Wow. I don't really know what I learned, but uh, thank you. Thank you uh, I feel President. like you do, son. Try recapping it. See what see what comes out. All We're right. all watching all NASA. Right. I guess gravity is a piece of shit that comes out and pushes you over like a like a big dick who just wants to knock you down and break your legs sometimes. Is that I mean. Is that what you Buzz want? Buzz Aldrin said it better, but it's close enough, son. Uh, We're all, all right. very proud of you. Wow. You know what? I got to say that that's one giant leap for me. <laughs> oh, Neil. Spooked. <laughs> that was a scary story. <laughs> a lot going on. I think all my voices were the same. <laughs> all my characters had sort of the same voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazing. I, wow. I think that Neil really did learn a lesson there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think he did. No, that's true. He could have just escaped. Well, you know, he was trying to stand up for himself. <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> I do think you guys are going to be getting a letter from the estate of Neil Armstrong. You've really besmirched his good name, but I hope so. I hope we get that letter. That'd be really cool to have up on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, if we do get the letter, we'll uh, send them our our discount code for Manscaped, and we'll <laughs> we'll sprawl the letter out on the floor, right? And use it after we've used our newspaper. That's true. Then wrap a fish in it and send it back to his family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will be our apology. Now that's a peace <laughs> offering right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, let's do some plugs. Ebony. Oh, man. I, I mean, my main plug is, please, if you haven't watched it already, head on over to Crave and watch New Eden. It's eight episodes. It's a great time. If you have watched it, tell all your friends to watch it. That's my main <laughs> plug. Please watch New Eden. Please. <laughs> Amazing. And we'll be tweeting that out yeah. at Spoot Podcast, as well as to go to the SonarNetwork.com. You'll see a full profile on Ebony with direct links to her social medias. And check out the other episodes of the podcast on the network that she's done. Spooked. Spooked.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.